but for me, it's it's yeah. It, the why is changing the conversation a little bit, or changing the how and why I do it is going out, enjoying yourself, and raising raising money for charity, and also. Now it's become about um, raising awareness and opening a conversation about mental ill health. Hello and welcome to the Helping Organisations Thrive podcast. This is your host, Julian Roberts. This podcast is to provide leaders with insights, discussions and robust strategies to help their companies thrive. We'll be interviewing business leaders, owners, experts and thought leaders in the field of business resilience. Do enjoy the episode. Welcome to Helping Organisations Thrive. Uh, Today I have the great pleasure of of Sally Orange on the show. Good morning to you, Sally. Good morning and thank you very much for inviting me to to come and chat with you. Yeah, it's a real real pleasure and uh, I'm just going to tell the audience a little bit about you so they can understand uh, who you are and but we'll obviously talk a bit more about who you are as we have a conversation so you're an endurance runner adventurer and mental health campaigner uh you're the only person on the planet to complete a marathon on every continent in fancy dress uh, as different pieces of fruit uh, might be a clue to, that you've got a name called orange um part of that which gives you a, a flavor of who you are and what you're about um you do hold multiple Guinness World Records and World First. You've run over 50 marathons, completed eight full Ironman triathlons, and have completed 22 years exemplary service in the Royal Army Medical Corps uh, as a physiotherapy officer. Um, and this, that included, obviously, an operational tour in of duty in Afghanistan. So um, quite a, an accolade and of experience there. And... Um, incredible and 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 just some of the other events i'm aware of in terms of your cycling events you've done you've done the land's end john wrote john groats and the other way around as well you've done the north coast 500 you've raced across america just to name a few more there um so you've done quite a lot um and so i guess it's amazing really it is incredible and a huge amount of endurance there and your adventure i want to go back to really as in what is the why behind all that? Because there's a, there's a there's a some sort of driving force to do such amount of um, events, but also endurance to keep you going. So I just want to get an understanding of the why, Sally. Yeah, um, I suppose when you when you list it all like like that, first of all, it makes it sound old, doesn't it? <laughs> 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 the the twenty two years uh, twenty two years service. Um, but I, I I look back and I distinctly remember um, the very first London Marathon. Uh, you know, I was eight years old and just remember thinking, "Wow, that looks incredible! I want to do that someday." It took another 24 years until I actually plucked up the courage to actually go and do it. So it's certainly never been something that I've always, um, you know, an endurance background is not what I've what I've come from. Um, and, yeah, I think, you know, it was having that in in my mind that it just seems so far out of my reach for someone like me to be able to raise the money or, you know, do that distance. It was just something that was so beyond beyond anything that I thought I, I could possibly do. And you know, I've had quite a few difficulties with my my own mental health, um, which in the you know in the more recent years has sort of I've realized that that can actually help me by setting a goal and 
just breaking that goal down and sort of um, you know moving forward very slowly with each part of it not looking at the great big picture but just the the smaller chunks the bite-sized chunks to to get there um, and yeah it's just kind of become part of me I guess I, I realized that the the drive is um, is something that I feel I, I remember crossing the finish line of that very first marathon that I, I ran and just feeling like a complete su- uh, superhero I, I did it dressed as a superhero uh, but feeling like one for for the first time ever and I for so many times in my life I'd felt a complete failure it was that feeling that then I was like this is this is a really nice a really nice feeling mm-hmm. um promptly followed by never again because a marathon is hard um I've actually gone on to do 71 I think it is now um mm-hmm. ma- marathons but but for me, it's it's yeah. It, the why is changing the conversation a little bit, or changing the how and why I do it. Is I'm, I'm never going to be the fastest or the fist, fittest person to to run a marathon. But for me, it's about going out, enjoying yourself, and raising raising money for charity. And also now, it's become about um, raising awareness and opening a conversation about mental ill health. So long-winded answer to your question. No, no, no. It's it's interesting to understand that that eight years old, you had this sort of inspiration of something far out there and you felt you weren't, and you said it, you know, you weren't sort of good enough. You couldn't do that. So what what gets you to a place where you end up doing your first ever marathon? Because, you know, it's sort of come a common thing, but it's still a big thing, a marathon. I mean, I've done quite a a few marathons myself, but it's still a big thing. Um, And so what was the, what got you to that place where I'm going to do a marathon? And was it, and you talked about your your mental health. What, what was it thinking a marathon would help solve that or, or help you with that? At, at that point, it, it wasn't that at all. And if I am completely honest, I think it's like many people when they take on some of these um, ideas as they are at the time and it involves alcohol. <laughs> that uh, <laughs> I can, you know, I, I can do this, I'm going to do this. And then the, the realisation the next day that you've, that you've said yeah I, I'm going to do this um, and I think for some people they do that but it's actually sticking to that what you've actually said you're going going to do and I, I am someone that if I say I'm going to do something I will find a way to find a way to do it um, I, I believe that if you really want to do something then you will you will find a way and often people will say to me about a marathon I could never run, run a marathon and I, I use the, the scenario that if you had a mother, father, daughter, a child, somebody very close to you that was 26.2 miles away and they were in trouble and there is no train, there's no, tra- you know, there's no transport, there's no other way to get there than by on foot. I believe that anyone can achieve a, a marathon, not not all at the same speed um but we don't all we're not all trying to do it at the same speed we're all doing it for different reasons and and that's one of the things i love about marathons now is um finding out other people's stories about why they why they do something mm. uh, because everybody's got a story everybody's got a reason and it it takes that that pressure of having to do it for a certain time the the amount of people who will say to me what time are you going for and i say the time of my life um because that way it takes that pressure off I, I'm very good at putting my own putting pressure on myself 
Um, but I, I can take that pressure off by going, actually, I'm just going to enjoy this. I'm going to, by wearing the fruit costumes, it makes people smile. And that's a really nice feeling to be able to see other people smiling, even if it is mm. just for a small amount, uh, in a small amount of time. Mm. But young people, if that can be the inspiration for them to go, that looks really good fun. I want to do something. It all starts off small. I, I didn't, you know, to get to that marathon completion, I, I you know, I'd sort of done a 5K and a, a you know, a 10K and a, and a half. So it's, yeah, it's the the other parts of it that you can you can get from it that I, I think, um, for me, it, it, it opens up different conversations and different opportunities. Mm. Um, and, and also, if I can help somebody else on their marathon, you know, I, I know what it's like to do your very first marathon. Um, and everybody starts at that same place. If you've never done one before, you're all coming from that same same place. And I remember the anxiety beforehand, the, uh, you know, the whole feelings. It's still so, it's so still so raw. And mm-hmm. somebody else is going to experience that on that, on that day. Um, so let them make it memorable in a positive way rather than mm. um, them looking back thinking never again I don't want to ever do that again let them be proud and celebrate what they've achieved mm. I, I really like the 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 analogy of almost saying if somebody was in need and they're 26 miles away um, you would run it and manage it and somehow on foot to get there and I, I like that that's, an, that's almost a challenge to people actually that anybody probably can do a marathon if they put their mind to it and it is only only it's a step at a time isn't it because i think people get caught up in the bigness of it all but actually and i've done quite a few marathons myself and it's almost like each step each k whatever it is you just tick it off and slowly slowly you get there um and to me that almost talks about purpose isn't it having a sense of purpose you know if, you, if there's a, somebody you, you need to get to the end to see somebody that's like a purpose a reason yeah. Um, have you discovered your purpose through through all this but also is your purpose does it help you with your sort of mental health and challenges you may have had or have you in terms of reflection of what you've done yeah absolutely looking back it didn't start um in in that way but it it almost became a tool that I realized could use to create that sense of purpose so uh, you know as I said I struggle with my my own mental health and I I didn't talk about it um for, for years and years 24 years I, I you know I never never mentioned the difficulties that that I was having but what I find now is by dressing as the fruit as well as other people making them smile it stands out and I can be at a marathon and people will smile and come and say what why are you dressed as a piece of fruit and first of all I say my name is Sally Orange which um people then think that I've made my name changed my name because of what what I what I do um but that's the name that I I was born with and yeah you know then and then I explained that I'm raising awareness of mental ill health and trying to break down that stigma and start a conversation and quite often they will say that maybe they've had a problem or they know someone who's had a problem. And mm. that in itself starts that conversation in a real, you know, in a really subtle way that people don't come up to me thinking that they're going to end up having that conversation. There's nothing on me saying this is about mental health, um, which I think to some people would be would be a barrier. To some people, it would be an open door. And to others, they might go, I, I don't want to have to go and talk about that. But by m- me being open and, and saying about my 
difficulties that I've had, then it it helps helps other people, and it does it does help with um, just you know getting up daily and thinking right, I've got to. I haven't got to. I'm choosing to to go outside, and it might only be a walk sometimes. Um, but I, I look back to when I was really, really unwell, and sometimes all I would achieve in a day was was a shower, and that might not be a shower when I wash my hair. That was too much, and that, that sounds it sounds so silly to say that I can go and do do a marathon, but I couldn't get in the couldn't get in the shower. Um, but I think it's just that daily um, doing something small. Uh, that adds up over over time and the consistency mm. of, of doing something something positive um, each each day over amount of time adds up to a to a great sum which actually um, I'm I'm doing a challenge uh, I've set myself a challenge in September and it's really using the whole narrative really of mental ill health and I'm for the Queen's Jubilee I did 7k a day for 70 days Again, just 7K isn't a huge amount of uh, distance. It wasn't always running. Sometimes it was walking or on a bike. Uh, But as I say, it was that consistency. So what I'm going to do in September is seven times 7K a day for seven days. Um, But I'm actually, it's going to be 49K a day for seven days. So seven ultras in seven days. But I'm doing- Is that going to be running or is that that running? It's going to be running and it's going to be on a running track. So it's going to, I'm calling the challenge going around the bend because when you have a mental illness, you feel like you're going around in circles. But the message being that if you break it down into small chunks, so only looking at 7K each time, I'm not looking at the, the bigger the bigger picture. I'm just looking at the, the thing in front of me of that 7K mm. um, and showing that things can be achievable. Um, and also on the, the final day of that, I'm organising it so that, um, teams can come together and as a team they will um, cover the distance of 7k each so as a team they will will achieve an ultra marathon um, which hopefully is a spark for some people to go oh that was really good fun maybe I could do that do that in the future so I kind of quite like to put a bit of a different spin on some of the challenges that, mm. that I do but but more recently, always with a with a mental health focus. Um, and one of those marathons that I did was actually in the London Eye, um, and it was during the pandemic. And I did it to symbolise the highs and lows, or the ups and downs that the pandemic had on the the nation's mental health. So I was in a in a pod in, or in a bubble, effectively. Um, I could so I was you know isolated. I could only see people through a screen. Um, but the wheel was going round at the time, and that showed that we were all all in it together. We were all in the um, mm. in the pandemic together. And then six days later, on World Mental Health Day, I did the world's deepest underground marathon, and called that beneath the surface because you never know what's going on beneath the surface in in somebody else's mind, and got the the Guinness World Record for the world's deepest underground marathon. So, yeah, so I I put a little bit of a different spin, I think, because of that purpose. um, And also, I'm incredibly fortunate to be one of the national ambassadors for the Army Cadet Force. So whilst um, there was a part a team of six of us underground doing that marathon, we um, organised for the Army Cadets to 
do an online mental health awareness training program. So they would learn a 30 minute awareness program. So they'd learn how to recognize, you know, perhaps somebody isn't doing so well by either themselves or in in a friend. Um, so not you know, just just opening that conversation and they actually got their own Guinness World Record for the uh, most online users to, mm. to do a mental health awareness training program in, in 24 hours. So the, the getting those messages into the Guinness Book of Records um, and the, the brilliant thing about that record is that the more people that that beat it or, you know, that that set a, a greater number to do it, the more people that learn about mental ill health. So, um you know, it's a force for good, really, in, in many different ways. You clearly have a, a, a huge purpose on this whole mental health and um, creating awareness and helping individuals, whether that's on a one-to-one, inspiring people when you're standing there at a start line dressed as an orange uh, and inspiring people with your your why behind that through to yeah, running the, the deepest marathon in the world and or doing the marathon in, in the London Eye. And I love your creativity of that and how you're, you put a spin on the, the events. And it shows you've got some real, obviously, your own experience of, of it and insights. Um, do you want to share a bit more about why, where you've got that sort of insight and why you've got that creativity about it? Because it's quite unusual, really. Cause it's not just, oh, I'm just going to do seven, mar- seven ultras a day, which you are doing that. I say just, that's a huge thing. Um, but you've then coined this going around the bend, going around a track, and tracks running around a track on an ultra is even harder because mentally that's really tough. Uh, we'll talk a bit more about that as we in a, in a moment. But and you've coined this going around the bend, and I think that's really. I just I, I just love to understand where you get these ideas from, and how's and where does it come from for you personally uh, to create those ideas. I, I, I have I, I suffer with um, severe depression and uh, chronic anxiety, and my my uh, you know I, I've been in a place where I have wanted to take my life on n- number of occasions, um, and really struggled to to reach out and get help or, or accept that there was a was a problem. Um, I would put on a I be, you know became great at putting on a. A smile and um you know saying that everything was was okay um and 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 I'm a high functioning depressive I, I know that I can achieve um but the same as if I had asthma or, or diabetes there would be times that I would it would be managing and you know with an asthma with asthma you may have an asthma attack and end up in hospital um or with diabetes you know, think things might not be going going so well. Um, so I think that personal experience of just feeling like I could never ever get out of it, um, and you know, twenty hours of every day just in tears, just wanting my life to to end, and just really, mm. I guess, enduring a, a day. And a day to me felt like an endurance event. And the the hardest thing or the bravest thing that I've ever done is living when I wanted to die um and that it's still so raw um and I know how how that felt and I would never forget that I I take medication now and I um I've kind of accepted that that's how it it will be and I'm okay with it now because it took Mm. so many years of um not wanting to of going on it and then I'll, I'll come off it again and but 
but you know my background is a physiotherapist and I treat physical injuries and if people don't maintain if they've had a lower back problem and they don't I give them exercises and they don't maintain them they're going to go back to where they were mm-hmm. um, the same as if a, a professional athlete uh, um, doesn't continue training at the you know at the gym or in whatever way they, they train then they won't maintain that level and I now see that exactly the same way with with mental health so I still mm-hmm. see a therapist um I don't do that as regular as I used to but I because I've I've built up my own tools now I guess I've become my own personal trainer mm-hmm. to know how and what to do to manage certain situations but but when I can't do that I've still got someone just to keep me on track um so and, and just accepting that this is who and what I am and yeah just just going just going really really um and one of the therapies i've done is actually um acceptance and commitment therapy so it Mm. is about acceptance um as well as compassion focused therapy so i'm somebody who could be very hard on myself and i didn't know how to um even really take on board somebody being uh being praiseworthy and i still struggle still struggle with that now Mm but the strategies are there to, to build. And, and also looking back to that analogy of, of a physio um, with patients, if I have somebody with an ankle injury and if they come into me with an ankle injury that was done yesterday, I can help them get better much quicker. And if they leave it two and a half months till they come and see me, mm. they, they've learned so many bad habits by then that we have to un- unpick all of that. And so if other people can get help sooner rather than than later mm. then they're not going to be in the situation that I I have found myself in and but I think also when I find things tough when I am in a in an event and I think oh, this is really really hard I've always got in the back of my mind it is never as hard as it was in those times where where I didn't want to didn't want to live um and say the biggest endurance events was was living through a day or sometimes living through an hour and living through an hour was just breaking it down into into minutes and just going well you've got through you've got through another minute and it was all it's a horrible place to be really Mm. so so an endurance event at the end of the day if I don't finish it it's not life or death um you know people might think that it's the end of the world when they haven't completed something that they've set a goal but Mm. It, you're still here to you know to, to live the tale and I very nearly wasn't and unfortunately I know of too many people who who aren't still here to tell that mm. tale so um you know, the more that I can get that message out to people then yeah the more the more I, the more I will and another and I try and make it fun but by that so people will say after sort of 50 marathons gosh you're completely nuts and I thought what a good idea so I got a nut costume, <laughs> ran a marathon dressed as a peanut, but I, I put a sign on me. I, on that time, I did say, uh, nuts about mental health, together we can crack it. Um, it's brilliant. I love it. <laughs> wanted other people to, you know, I know we've become very PC and you can't say this and you can't say that. Some people are still going to say that. So rather than, um, you know, not not embrace I just thought embrace it and got the Guinness World Record for the fastest nut to, to run a marathon. <laughs> so, and again, got that message, you know, in, in big letters into the Guinness Book of Records on, on a, um, you know, a visual of people realising I'm a nut to, to prove that mm. um, 
we we can we can crack this if we all come together um, mm. and and tackle it um, in a way that we shouldn't be ashamed of. Well, thank you for sharing your personal story, and uh, clearly it was it's it's tough, but obviously this is it's an ongoing journey for you, um, and just i love the, the the reframe you did on on your in you know doing an ultra marathon saying well it's not as bad as it was when i was struggling to live an hour a day an hour a moment so i think uh that's a, an incredible reframe but obviously that just shows how bad it was because doing an ultra is pretty tough but actually <laughs> you you found just an hour moments when it was you really struggling that was obviously even tougher um and so obviously that was that is difficult and i can feel your absolute passion for creating this awareness so what came first really with this about doing endurance was it there to help you or was it there to create this awareness or or they sort of merge has been interesting what what was the starter of all that yeah no they had they have merged because when i did my first one i wouldn't even tell anybody that i suffered with with depression so um it yeah, it's become a way of me realizing, oh, actually, I can hopefully make a difference to to other people. Um, and you know, I, so often in my life, I've felt a failure um, in in so many different different ways that it it's it's still quite alien to me that people are saying you're you're an inspiration because of what you do because I'm running around dressed as pieces of fruit. Um, I'm incredibly fortunate that in three weeks' time, I'm actually being awarded uh, an honorary doctorate from University of Nottingham. Where well done. That's brilliant. The, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you that for, for running around the world dressed as fruit. <laughs> um, but I, it, it was th- it's 30 years since I first applied to that university, and I was turned down. Um, I was rejected from that university, um, not just once, but actually six years in a row. Um, but I, I'd, I'd broken my leg. It, it's the classic tale of people saying, you know, associating mental illness with um, mental health with physical health, and saying, well, if you broke your leg, you you'd have crutches, and everyone would be known, it'd be fine. Well, I, I did break my leg when I was sixteen, and. Um, ended up having physio and that made me realize I wanted to be a physio mm. um, and then didn't quite get the grades but applied and thought well I'll try again and I got even worse grades the next time but I knew that I wanted to be a, a physio so maybe I started my endurance back then that, of thinking right I'll keep going with this and um, I got knocked back and knocked back and knocked back but six years after um, I got accepted and I then did the three years study. So that was nine years after first applying. Um, and then 30 years later to have the same university um, say, we'd like to, to award you the honorary doctorate is just, yeah. So w- with that question, the endurance, I started an endurance event, mm-hmm. um, maybe not of a physical, physical type, um, you know, way back in 1991 and, never at all with any expectation or um any desire or anything to I wasn't doing it to get an honorary honorary doctorate Mm. and it just for it to come out of the blue um but but then to think gosh actually I have been able to yeah use it um 
hopefully in a way to to help other people um that's the you know that's why I went into physio I wanted to help other people Mm. I've just managed to do it in a different way um as as time has gone on so yeah it it didn't start as a physical endurance thing with Mm. with a purpose but it now is is a driver um you know definitely is is a driver and I think you know 30 years ago mental health was never never talked about it it just you know i mean there was asylums for for people who were um, mentally unwell um so you know we've we've come a long way but i still think we've got a long long way to go because now people are starting to say if they say they have a problem um and try to get the help unfortunately the help isn't that easy to get uh, and that is really difficult when you've admitted you've got a, Mm. a admitted first to yourself and then tried to get the help and the help isn't isn't there and usually people have got to that really bad point to even ask for for help so i'm just saying to people just nip nip it in the bud um you know if Mm. if it's not um yeah if you're struggling then don't let it get to be that that Mm. um that really bad place yeah and I, i agree i think the um it's got easier to share obviously people are more aware of it which is great uh, but when it gets to that point when people do share it i think i'm not experienced it myself in that sense but I, I, what i understand is then it's not gone too far but it's gone quite far for people to mm-hmm. get to that point because they feel for whatever reason it's not big enough to share or i need help or anything else and i, and I agree with you the the challenge and the challenge certainly the post-pandemic really is and a lot for young people as well is that is to get in the support there and an investment that will get that is i think the awareness is brilliant workplace is becoming better it's, it's and it's still some way to go a lot more but it's then taking that to okay i've said i need some help is then getting that support and that's help and i like the fact you you've 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 paralleled that sort of endurance of applying for your university it took six years and you kept going, kept going, which said something a little bit about who you are and what you're like, um, and perhaps you're already setting yourself up for this. But but in essence, life is an endurance event mm-hmm. for all of us, or an ultra event, really, isn't it? It's it's a, you know, and I think sometimes we always think things in, in a short space, but actually, we're here for for a long time, hopefully, uh, and and we've got to see our lives a bit more of an endurance, a bit more of the long term. Um, and just to switching that to almost that little thing about resilience, really, because I think to me, in some ways, resilience is part of mental health. It's it's a, it's a it's almost like a building block. It's like a you call it armor. It's like a thing that will help you protect you as well. Um, out of all the challenges you've done, and you, you probably can't remember them all now because there's so many. You've done so many. Um, you've even got up to the amount of marathons. I thought you'd done fifty, but you've done more like now seventy-one. So there we go. It keeps going. Um, what would you rate as your toughest event and why i've probably got a couple of answers to this question because as an as an individual or also as a team have been some some quite difficult times so the marathon to saab um was was tough and i did that as an individual um who didn't know anybody um and it's six and a half marathons in seven days across the sahara desert carrying all your own kit um and in fact the first time I signed up for it um I didn't end up doing it I had other people saying well I think you you won't be able to do that um and they put all that doubt in my mind and I thought well yeah the, the, 
they're probably probably right. And that was other people's fears. It wasn't my own fear. Mm-hmm. I knew that I wanted to do it. Um, but then when I signed up the, the second time, um, I thought, no, I, I am I am going to do this. Um, and I, I forgot to mention on the fourth day, it's actually a double a double marathon. Um, and I do remember thinking I'd, I'd got a chest infection. I had been um, the, the first day I'd unfortunately got to a checkpoint, vomited anywhere, they, everywhere. They'd kind of got the drip out ready to ready to put in me but I managed to um I, I wasn't adverse to having having that there's some people who were saying I don't want that because it put on my time penalty it wasn't about the time at all it was just about the completion mm. and then the next day unfortunately um I was very dehydrated and that ends up with the other end uh, not being um not working quite so well and then on the third day and I tell this as, as quite a, a funny story. Um, one of the, the people who I'd met in the in the um, in the tent that I was staying, I say a tent, it's a, a covering. Um, he had decided, you know, you get lots of blisters because you're in the heat and it's sandy and your feet are really blistered. And I'd been really dehydrated in the middle of the night. I went for some water and I thought, oh, it's a bit, bit warm. Um, it's the desert. Everything's everything's warm. So I got some other water instead. And in the morning, I saw this bright orange bottle. And I said to the guy, I said, what, what electrolyte drink are you using? And he went, oh, no, no, you don't want to drink that. I said, no, I already, ha- I already have. And I realized that he had decided in the middle of the night that his feet were too much, too, in too much pain mm. to take the 20 steps out of the, uh, the tent to go to the loo. So he'd used a bottle, which happened to be the bottle that I oh, had- no and drank so then went on to the um the long day the next day and that was that was tough um, but I remember being at the airport um on the final day finished it um and somebody said how did you find it first day this second day this third day that oh that was you I said yeah he said you got me through the MDS because whenever I was feeling bad I just kept thinking at least I'm not that girl who drank her <laughs> 10 so I now use that as a story that you never know who you're inspiring exactly. and how you are in, inspiring. D- despite you probably struggling and, and sort of having a tough time, actually you're inspiring somebody else thinking, at least I'm not as bad as that. As yes. it were. <laughs> and, and, and quite often I will use that, you know, use that. It isn't as bad as when I was, uh, I was that, you know, that unwell. And, mm. and as an individual, that was a really, that was a tough event. It was really tough, but, I then, um, a couple of years later, um, set up a team of wounded, injured and sick females. We wanted to cycle the race across America. All male teams had done it before, but there'd never been an all-female team. So we got a team together. Um, unfortunately, it, and it took 18 months to, to put together, to get the funding, to do the training. Uh, to get the, We had a wider support team who were also um, wounded, injured and sick as well. And... Um, two weeks before I fell off my bike and had quite, I didn't realise at the time, but um, quite a, a mild traumatic brain injury. I, I'd got a, a black eye and my, you know, my face was obvious that, that something wasn't right, but I hadn't realised quite how much everything had impacted on me um, of the stress of sort of leading this this big event, um, you know, having the the idea and then having all these other people in, in the team and, mm. And yeah, for this to happen two weeks before, and was I going to be able to do it? And but for once, it was something visual, and people could see. People were there 
saying to me, "Are you? What's happened?" Um, because I'd I'd got this, you know, my face out here and um, mm-hmm. you know, and a black eye, and and I I also didn't realise that a part of concussion then um, became de- you know depression. Sort of a week after, I had a week where I was just suicidal. Um, and this was, as I say, two weeks before actually going out and, and doing doing the event. Um, so that was really difficult um, to then go and actually do do the event physically for the rest of me. I, you know, I was fine. I was very very lucky. I still can't remember names. Uh, I was very good with names before. A lot of people say well, I can't remember names either, but it was one of my strengths that I could remember names. My short term memory on names and places three years on. I, I still haven't haven't quite got, but to me it was that suddenly having a an invisible injury or illness that became visible for mm. two weeks, um, and yeah, it it was really tough to then be part of a team where I was not functioning um, a, a, at all. So yeah, lot, lots of times when so the race across America from a, a team perspective, but the marathon to sub from a, an individual um, perspective. But now, I, you know, one of the things after the race across America, I told myself I wrote a list of a hundred positives of that event. Um, you know, maybe opportunities that have given me or um, different things that I'd learned because of mm. because of it. The fact there was you know had the opportunity to cycle across across America. Um, and yeah, really had to work hard on what I'd seen as a big failure in some ways. Um, although the overall goal had been achieved, it was still a big failure to, to me. So I had to work hard on that. And just going back to the MDS sort of event, um, which sounded quite a, a tough race, the fact that you were on a drip at some point, dehydrated and drinking the wrong fluids uh, at one point <laughs> I, I get that um uh, but before just before the event you, you had naysayers basically saying that you could you shouldn't do it couldn't do it and and obviously you tried the first time but you didn't apply and then you almost backed out i presume how did you overcome that because obviously people could be listening to this now right might be might not be doing an event but they might be doing a, something new in, in a company they might push the boundaries, might have an innovative idea, they might be starting a new business, they might be, and they'll have naysayers. There's always naysayers who will say, oh, you can't do that, it's not good enough, it's rubbish, or a whole host of ideas. That all. How do you fight through or deal with that and still continue to do something? I'm not going to pretend it's easy um, because that would be that would be false. And I, one thing I do like to pride myself on is that I'm quite, honest and open and often that makes me quite vulnerable as well um but yeah I think hmm, um re- rephrase what you asked me I told you this brain injury doesn't no no that's fine you just people say you, can't, you shouldn't do that you can't do ah, that right, yes yeah how the, did you the, push the against that and, and, um, and did it basically I think sometimes if you turn it around and they not not then be your focus because you're doing it for your own your own reason you didn't set out often you haven't set out to to prove somebody else wrong I think I think if you've got the belief in yourself of why you want to do something uh, even if it doesn't end end with this the the expectation that you thought it would do you have learned you'll learn things you'll meet people you'll there'll be things that you realize you don't ever want to do if 
even if it's just I don't want to ever say to someone else you can't do that um if that means that I'm never the person that says to someone else um I don't think you know you're not going to be able to achieve that that in itself was the one thing that I learned that I suppose the same as when I was a student physio there was people that I looked supervisors who I learned what I didn't want to be like there was ones that that had a really real impact on me and I thought that's the type of person and physio that I want to be I don't want to be the the naysayer or the the negative so um yeah I, I don't want to associate myself with that type of um I want to be true to who I am and what I believe that I can do and um quite a nice well quite a strange story quite recently um I was incredibly fortunate on International Women's Day to win the Defence Discount Services Inspirational Woman of the Year mm-hmm. and I was given a really beautiful glass um glassware with my name engraved and what what the, what it was and I got asked to go and speak to the um the, the team get went and got them all dressed up as different pieces of fruit and um but the night before, my mum had stopped at my parents on, on the way. And mum said, oh, what is it you're doing tomorrow? And I said, oh, I'm going to give this talk to um, to this. And I, I said, oh, let me just show you. And I went and got the, the glassware showed at her. She said, oh, wow. She gave it back to me. I dropped it. And it shattered into a thousand, thousands and thousands of tiny pieces. But it had three main pieces left to it. And she said, what? what are you going to do? What what are you going to do? And I was like, it's okay. It's okay. It's only a piece of glass. Um, Now in years gone by, the anxiety of having to tell these people the next day that this had happened would have just riddled me. I wouldn't have had any sleep Mm. at all, but I was able to kind of go, it's a piece of glass. It doesn't matter. I can, all I can do is tell them I can't hide it. I can't stick it back together. Went and gave the talk as they got them dressed as fruit. Had a you know bit of a bit of a smile, and then said, "Oh, really sorry, I've got this to tell you. This is what's mm. happened." And they said, "Don't worry, we'll send you send you another one." That that was it, and so it made me realise it would have been um, pointless worrying about all of that. And anyway, I was driving home, and I thought, "I don't need a new piece of glass. I've got three big pieces here that I can actually stick back together." I've been broken physically when I broke my mm. leg, I've gone on to run thousands of miles and and I've been broken mentally and I'm not perfect. I'm not a shiny, bright thing. My experience has, has taken me, you know, to all these different places. Mm. So I thought, actually, I'm going to get that stuck, stuck back together. Um, and actually, if it's sitting on the side somewhere, see, somebody might say, what happened there? And it's got much more of a story than if it was a shiny, brand new, um, you know, looking looking great because none of us are perfect, and I think accepting your imperfections uh, mm. is the best the best way you can live live your life. Really, it's, again, I think that's all helped by the acceptance and commitment therapy that I I've undergone um, the, the years of therapy. I mean, you have a, a great ability to turn anything into uh, a story to talk about you know creating more awareness about mental health i mean you, you you the way you come up with all your ideas for your events the way you've just taken something that's broken and you went no i'm going to put it back together it gives me a great opportunity to share and you've just shared that story that i was broken no i'm getting fixed i'm not perfect 
And, and I think that's brilliant. It's almost like a real talent you have um, beyond all the other stuff you're doing. So you seem to have, you have this sort of creativity. Um, I was wondering if just explore that because going back to the MDS is somebody looked at you and you were their inspiration because you weren't doing very well from their perspective of drips, everything else going on. So that, that helped them, which is great. You inspired them. How did you get through all that? Because you were probably what was your inspiration and, and what, what was the creativity in your mind to get you through those those daily challenges? I it, actually, it was really quite, quite simple. Um, having been a physio and having um, been to Afghanistan and seeing people who had lost their, their limbs um, and I'd, I'd got a guy with me who... Um, was a double amputee, a double below knee amputee. He was actually quite a lot quicker than than, than me. Um, and I've still got arms and legs. I've still got the opportunity to be able to do do these things. Mm. There's some things that I can't do because of my um, my illness, and it's accepting those things. Um, but I'm still very fortunate to have my my limbs. So if I can walk, run, cycle, swim. Um, then, you know, yeah, I, I'm very, very grateful. And I think gratitude has played a large part um, in in my life going forward of recognising what I have got rather than what I haven't got and what I can do rather than what I can't do. Um, because we can all dwell on the things that we, we can't do and mm. there'll still be people that will say, it's all right for you, you've got this, you've got that, you've got... we we don't know other people's situations and we can see their their shop window of what it looks like they are but we don't see the the back office um and everybody's got a back office in life that um they either don't share with people um but i think judgments you know often people would judge other people um and and it's it's trying to trying to take that away and Mm. we are who we are um and just making the best of what what you've got really mm. um, yeah. so in, in i mean you, you've sort of touched on it really in terms of your lessons from your events lessons from your own mental health experience um what would be your i don't know one or two key pieces of advice if you were i don't want to say talk about to your younger self but talking to people right now in whether they're in a workplace whether they're not in a workplace um listen to this what would be your one or two things, a uh, piece of advice on on life or on mental health? Um, a couple, I guess. I mean, we were talking about it just before we came on that, um, you know, to fail. I, I see that now as the first attempt in learning. Um, and, you know, my experiences um, have have shown that, that I've I've learned a lot and I'm able to do things differently, even if it's just with my, my mental health, the, the therapy that I've had that I can now apply to different situations. Um, if I can share them with other people, if it even it's just a tiny little nugget that they go, ah, yeah, that's a good way to think of it. Then um, it's about taking for, for me, it's about taking pressure off myself for, for some people thrive on pressure and they do very well with it. Um, but we're all, we're all different and it's accepting that we are all different and but if we can come together um we can complement each other often it would be no good if we were all all the same and one of the the things um 
that I, I say to I, I speak in schools now to a lot of uh, young young children and you can have too much of a, a good thing and when I was in Antarctica doing one of the marathons there it was a 24-hour daylight and you think wow this is you know this is amazing um but not having darkness actually you couldn't have it, it was hard to sleep you, you could never have fireworks in a place like place like that and I say to children that you know the same as we've got beautiful weather at the moment people then before long will become well we need rain because we need to water the plants we need water Mm -hmm. so it's balance it's about having balance in life of um of things and and now able to look back and go well you know my mental health um and my mental illness is something I've learned a lot about myself I, I I don't want other people to have to go through it but if I can use that to prevent them having to be in that place, I'll do anything. It was, you know, that bad when it isn't. It isn't managed. Um, but yeah, I think I think balance is is one of the key things in in life, really, for for everybody. Because yeah, we we can either have too much of a, a good thing or too much of a, a bad thing, and they'll either or will put us in a way in a state that we don't function very well over a long term, um, a long amount of time. Thank you for that. So that's, that's great advice. I love those um, those tips and for what you've learned. Uh, you, you truly are an inspirational uh, person and what you've achieved, what you continue to do, your creativity, how you've got this absolute drive of uh, using these events and using what, who you are uh, to drive this mental health awareness and education. Uh, it, it's just amazing. And it's a, I feel it's a real privilege to have had this conversation with you and to know you in this context so i really do uh, thank you for, for coming on and just giving some of your time uh, on this podcast and i hope people have been inspired they should be inspired but also uh, perhaps sort of learned a bit more about how to perhaps reach out in terms of mental health to help themselves with mental health but also to be inspired by you uh, as you continue to inspire people daily so yeah really thank you for coming on today oh thank, thank you so much i i don't ever really think i'm actually doing <laughs> yeah that, that's really kind and I, I I'm having to work on accepting compliments um so so thank you thank you very much um but yeah I'm just me I'm I'm a pretty normal person and hopefully I um you know people can see that I am just an, a normal person that's had a difficult time I want to use that to prevent other people having that that difficult time so so thank you for your time as well no, an ordinary person doing extraordinary things. That's what I would say. So, yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. If you do like this episode, then please do rate, review and share with your friends and colleagues. As a coaching practice, we coach high performing leaders and teams with extreme ambitions. We'll help you to go beyond what you believe is possible. If this sounds like you, then let's have a conversation with me. Contact me at julianrobertsconsulting.com. Mm-hmm.